Well, I, I had one about three weeks ago, and they, they, it was it made me feel shitty. Fake news. But I could well, I could probably do a Papa John's. Ugh. Papa bless. But look at that yellow garlic sauce. Oh. What? What's? What's your best pizza? <laughs> <laughs> This is Tom Month. You've heard Hanks, or if you haven't, you should have. You're about to hear Hardy, and the next week will be the controversial, shocking, and much-anticipated Tom Cruise episode. Uh, we're going to round out the month with a jamboree of various different Toms in the miscellaneous Toms. Sode. Selick, Hiddleston. Etc. So on and so forth. <laughs> Check it out. Get involved. Tell us your Toms. Who's your favourite? What's their best film? Etc. Go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film uh, and let us know what you're Tomming about. Uh, hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're guys. We're talking about film in Ollie's kitchen for the first time face to face for about a year. It's the guys on film Tom Sode special podcast. Sorry, what did you say? I'll start from the top. No, sorry, I'm I'm hardy hearing. That's better than normal. <laughs> <laughs> you always say it's better than normal, and so I mean every probably for the last four episodes. Next time, said, could you maybe give it twenty percent more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Try twenty percent. I've been giving it a plus twenty percent on every consecutive episode, so. But you did start from now to three thousand, <laughs> so we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, so I understand you're well up for this and you're well researched. <laughs> In a way. I had the privilege, and I've written privilege. I've spelt it wrong. <laughs> Have you spelt it? Privilege. Privilege. <laughs> the privilege. I've had the privilege. Yeah. Uh, of having a glance at your notes, and the, the header said Tom Hardy. Then there was a line break, <laughs> and uh, just the phrase haircut, <laughs> with another line break before the rest of your notes. That will that will become apparent. Okay, okay. Uh, the haircut will uh, show itself. So, this week we are covering Tom Hardy, like we covered Tom Hanks last week. He'll oh. be completely covered, <laughs> yeah. every inch of him. Yeah. Uh, it depends. I mean, when when we're talking about covering Tom Hardy. I mean, covering Tom Hardy in the, you know, late 90s. Would have been like covering a small rake-like model. <laughs> yeah, but covering him now, or a few years ago... It's going to take both of us and some. Yeah, he's, you know, fluctuating. <laughs> Not as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right, so second one. Uh, Saggy Wad is going to be similar to the Tom... Hank's episode where we discuss what we think a weekend with Tom Hardy would be like. Yeah, stressful. Um, I've done not much uh, pre-thought on that, so pre-think is at a minimum, but hopefully you've got something. Then we'll do life scores. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hopefully you've got something. Yeah. Uh, No pressure. Uh, We'll do life scores, a bit of a chat about uh, films that we've been seeing. That we've been seeing? (laughs) Yeah, over the last week, what have you been seeing? Okay, fine. I was seeing those films. No, I've put them on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we're going to deep dive on Hardy. Yeah. Sounds good. It's good. It's there. Yeah. Jingle. Let's find out what this haircut's all about. 
guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the guys on Bill podcast for real. Oh. And we started. Well, I mean, I said jingle, so I presume you put a jingle. So now we now we start. Well, I have put a jingle there. You. When other people have enjoyed audio, we're just in the same room. Yeah, we've just the same. Had my knee on your kitchen. On my kitchen. Uh, yeah. So. My weekend with Tom Hardy. Yeah, now, well, no, we'll get to that because we'll first go through my weekend with Tom Hardy. Okay, go on then. <laughs> no, I'm joking, carry on. My weekend with, with Hanks, it was it was fun, it was light, it was breezy. I didn't feel under any pressure whatsoever <laughs> over the entirety of the weekend because I felt like Hanks would practically be up for anything. Um, and maybe this is just the wrong judgment call on Tom Hardy. Anything. <laughs> Uh, Ian has just um, has just hand signalled a uh, slip in the back door a rude gesture to me so no I I feel like the weekend with Tom Hardy I'm I'm going to want to not annoy him Mm -hmm. and I feel like I can easily annoy people I may just look at our listener numbers yeah I may be on tenterhooks for the uh, for the duration of the weekend Uh, but the first thing we're going to go and do is go and get a haircut because no, hold on. Before you go for your haircut, we are going to go and get a haircut. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the road. So this is in Coventry. This is in Coventry. You've got Tom Hardy in the eleventh worst city in the known universe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll mind that. Which, I by the way, so he'll just, use it as he'll use it as method acting research. Okay, well, much I, like Hanks used the the uh, the megabus. <laughs> For method acting research. Yeah, I, I mean, be... I'm using Coventry as method acting life score research for this yeah. week because I arrived and it was bleak. Yeah, brutalist. So I'm already picturing his mental state of mind. Clearly. So I feel like he likes a good haircut. He likes it close and he likes it tapered. And tight. Tight. He likes a fade. He likes a fade. So we're going to go We're gonna go and get fresh fades. <laughs> from from just down the end of the street. From uh, yeah, from from the barbers down the end of the road. No, I remember well, I came to your house today. Yeah. And uh, I because you weren't here yet, I let myself in. Yeah. Stroked the cats a bit. Yeah. Then I walked down to the shop, and I was going to go to the pub, but when I walked past that barbers, I seemed to uh, somewhere in the annals of my mind. The anal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that yeah, actually. Had that covered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> had your yeah, anals covered yeah. in the back of my mind I thought that that barbershop was <laughs> an undertaker's no it looks like it's, it's got an the undertaker's font. it's got the font of an undertaker yeah but it's not it's a good one gothic uh, even though I haven't had my hair cut in near on six months yeah you're yeah. looking decidedly metal yeah so uh, we'd be getting a haircut um, now I'm probably wrong Go. about him being you know a difficult man because I've actually seen a video of him uh, larking around with his stunt double on Peaky Blinders. Yeah. So they were doing the um, the the tablespoon on the back of the head. So you put the tablespoon in your mouth mm-hmm. and uh, you you try and bash it on the back of someone's head so they can't see. So like that. Uh, and the other person does the same thing, but at the same time, someone is actually hitting them on the head. With really hard with really hard so they don't yeah. know how on earth this is happening they're getting the techers to they're do this hard yeah to yeah. this hard and they're really no matter how hard they try they just can't yeah um, so he, he was doing that so I, I maybe feel actually you know what he is up for a laugh um, but I feel like I feel like he'd want to do a bit of physical activity so 
I need my garden doing. It needs digging up. <laughs> the concrete needs taken out. The greenhouse needs taken down, right? Right. So we're gonna we're gonna spend the weekend shirts off, back shirts garden. off, back garden. Torrential rain. Torrential rain. <laughs> Torrential rain. We're gonna try not to uh, puncture the sewage main that runs in my garden. We're, we're just gonna. We're Which just gonna, knows intimately. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna get on it. Okay. In that in that respect, so it's you gonna have be a few beers out the back hard graft. It's up to him. If he doesn't want to have beers, he doesn't have to. Um, he, I'm just going to provide what he thinks he needs. He also loves dogs, so he what says... If he, what if he thinks he needs crack cocaine? <laughs> I'm going to have to take that out. Why? Because he's, he's gone past that phase. Listen, that's... That's, that... a hard, that's a hard thing. Right, no, but listen, I, that's new news to me. I didn't know that he had a phase of uh, drug rehab. Yeah. And if we were doing a Russell Brand podcast... And I'd said, what, what if he wanted to do cocaine? Well, my, my, my observe, observation there observation. is... <laughs> my observation is that I don't think it's something you should flippantly laugh about. I would like for someone to say that they're sorry. No, I know, but what you, what you said was, uh, I'm going to give him what he thinks he needs. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, so that's my point, is what if he's like, you know what, just call a man and get some drugs in. Yeah. Um, I'm talking now. Right, that's what I was asking, right? Yeah. Are you just going to allow him to relapse? No, no. Okay. No. Uh, but he also says that, um, this is a direct quote, so he says, I love dogs. I really love them. They're always going to be around doggies. They're special creatures. I love animals. I love all animals, but I think dogs are just fantastic. Just fantastic. So we're going to go and walk some dogs. I know, I know a few dogs. I know a few local dogs. We're going to walk them. I know a few people. We can talk. We're going to walk some dogs. Talk to a man about a dog. So I think, I think that's kind of where I'd say we're going to do a bit of hard physical graft. Mm-hmm. We're going to get haircuts. I think he's going to like that. And we're just going to spend some time with some dogs. So if he doesn't want to chat, if he doesn't want to have... If, if the banter isn't flowing... Then he can go off and have a chat with a few birds because... A, you know, dogs are a great way to do that down yeah. the park, I hear. Yeah. I've never had a dog, but it seems no. like that thing in films, like, get a dog, get a dog. chat someone up. Yeah. So what would you what, reckon What, to, to what would you, just out of interest, what would you get as a haircut? Because right now you're sporting... A, uh, a quite a long length. You've got the long goth. And if anyone watches wrestling, he's basically got an AJ Styles haircut right <laughs> now. Uh, what would I get? Yeah, given um, given your current circumstances, you're going with Tom Hardy, so he's going to judge you. On I your try choice. and I try and keep some length. <laughs> I, I try and I try and persuade him that I needed some length. Right, because it's going to set the tone for the weekend. So if you wimp <laughs> yeah. out with a lengthy one, <laughs> he's going to be not doing my garden. Look, mate. <laughs> yeah. Take all the length. Yeah. <laughs> it's going. It's a number two all over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> suddenly everything's gotten very brown I think your weekend sounds good I yeah be up what do you reckon where could that fall down could be tense during the hard graft if I don't pull my weight <laughs> no I think just like the sustained lack of uh, conversation could be weird but I mean I'm, I'm not conscious of spending silent time with another man are you no but I mean, he's he is doing. Um, so he's prepping, obviously, to work Venom, where he's playing a quite a. So Eddie Brock in Venom is Peter Parker's photographic nemesis. 
So he's got a chip on his shoulder. When you say photographic nemesis, what does that mean? So they're, the they're, dual, they're dual kind of... Guns of photography guns journalists. Guns of photography journalists. So, and and he's, he's got a grudge against Peter Parker. So if he does have a grudge against me whilst doing the, doing the garden, for whatever reason, even if that is because I haven't adhered to his hair rule, then he's in his hair head. Rule. He's going to think in his like head. It's like Well... Surely Hyrule is um, in Zelda, so um, he's he's. No one g- listening to this plays games. Okay, so he's going to be thinking, well, you know what? I don't like this guy. He's Peter Parker, mm-hmm. so I'm now using this as prep for my role. In which case, he'd be happy. You'd be a good Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old Spider-Man. Flash forward. You're, you're more Peter flash. Parker than you are. Ed, what's his name? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. I'd be I'd be Spider-Man. Peter Ed, Parker in the Eddie flash Brock. in the flash forwards where Peter Parker thinks about how things could go wrong <laughs> in his life. Eddie Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's my weekend. I think he'd enjoy the dogs. I think he'd enjoy the hair. I think he'd enjoy the physical graft slash animosity. Uh, so. How's your weekend going? Right, well... You haven't thought about this, so you're on the spot here. No, I've got something. Um, now, I've had visitors in London over the past, like, I don't know, uh, two months or something, and I feel like I've kind of gone to a default, like, stomping ground sort of tour of the sort of haunts that I know most well. And I feel like... I think he's going to know... More about London than I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Right, but I'm going to propose a few things to him, and if he's not married, <laughs> that's the icebreaker. Yeah, the pubs are just an afterthought. Yeah. No, I'd go for a mad one around London, Bethnal Green, and Whitechapel, and uh, just be thinking, let's go for a few pints and just see what's going on. Right, so right, okay. here, here's the thing: is you, you've got a grimace on your face, like well, this is going nowhere. But, I mean, I this I feel like. This is where the the face to face podcast is coming in because you can see my visible <laughs> visible reaction to your. I mean, normally you just make it more audible like that. Yeah. Here he goes again. So um, anyway, you're taking it right. So bit. so where with Tom Hanks, the sustained personal time and ability to chat about various subjects was important. Yeah. I feel like having a banter one with uh, Tom Hardy would be more important. So. We'd be going round places which I would allow him an immediate veto on, and I'll tell you what the alternative is at the yeah. end. Because he was in Legend, and he played both Cray Twins. Yeah. Now, Whitechapel and Bethnal Green are kind of there, uh, as far as like the lore of like the areas that they ran in yeah. London, Whitechapel and Bethnal Green are kind of the heartland of it all. So he yeah. probably knows a lot about that, both yeah. from London knowledge and his own knowledge. Yeah. So I'm probably not telling him anything he doesn't know, but I used to live in an apartment which right next door to had the Repton Boys Boxing Club. The Repton Boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're the Repton Boys. Uh, mine has suddenly gotten very brown as well. Um, no, the Repton Boys oh, okay. Boxing Club, which is where the craze trained to box when they were younger as well. Right? Okay. Now, I know that that's about 100 years old, and inside it, it's all battered loads of old pictures of like ex-champions and ex-people that trained yeah. there and stuff like that and I want to go inside and have a look at it but yeah. never really had the balls to go and like chap on the door and just see what's going on inside yeah. so I feel like 
there's confidence and clout the two of us could go and check it out if he hasn't already I'm sure he probably has he would definitely have the confidence slash clout to get you in there okay thanks um, for validating exactly what I just said yeah um, but I also feel like he'd have the uh, you said that you want to do something physical with him I think he'd be like well look we're here let's just bash a few bags yeah <laughs> crack cocaine <laughs> Like, <laughs> stop, stop making light of it. It's so, of you. No, like, I, I'd be up for bringing my shorts and, and yeah. doing some boxing. Did you stuff. bring your shorts with you to Coventry? No, because it's absolutely pissing down the rain. Have you got any trainers? Yeah, right here. They're not trainers. Um, they're brogue boots. Um, yeah, so we'd do that, we'd do about that. Then we'd have a big Saturday night. Like, we'd be out drinking, maybe till two or three, roll home next morning, yeah. full cook breakfast. You're just stealing my ideas. Oh, what you thought of the fucking full cook <laughs> breakfast? Well done, champion. Well, to bring it up as a... thought meister. <laughs> no, but mine, yours was just to uh, display a sort of, like, over overwhelming display of, like... <laughs> I've got all the meat and all of the British uh, breakfast stuff. Yeah, hey, to be Tom, fair, check it out. It was more to do with like, hey, you're in, you're in England, have a full English. Yeah, mine Black is about pudding. we're hungover. Let's sort it out. <laughs> okay. So then, Greece. We'd have Come a bit on. of a play of PlayStation in the afternoon. What are you playing? I don't know. Probably FIFA. Okay, fine. Just yeah. one of them. Just yeah. fill the time in it. Yeah. Or maybe COD. Bit of cod, just yeah. a bit of shooting, okay. yeah. right? But one v one v one me, <laughs> one v one me. If you think you are hard for hard enough, yeah. Um, I will no scope you, <laughs> or your mum says sitting. <laughs> I've done sitting to your uh, mum. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we get some uh, microphone chat with the twelve year old people that are playing it. Uh, but then we'd we'd go down the park. I don't know. Maybe he's got his dog with him, so you can yeah. walk the dog. I'm just stealing your bit. But we'll go down the park. Only two minutes from my house. Yeah. Right. Chill there for a bit, and then. What do you mean chill there? That you can't gloss over. What are you doing? Sitting on under a tree. Yeah. Everybody sits in London fields. Okay. They just go there on a sunny afternoon. Right. We'd nip to the shop. We get a few beers and just sit but, there. Yeah. But probably we go light on the beers until we arrive in the pub Sunday night for a roast. And Lago Tops, because we're still nursing the night before. <laughs> and that's Lago Tops. <laughs> no, no, I said at the start. Can you explain what Lago Tops are for the uh, viewers in places that aren't London? That would be an almost full pint of beer. Yeah, what Lago. ratio are we talking here? We're talking about 90% full. And then, maybe a little bit more. And then you put lemonade just on yeah. top. Just give it a little bit of pizzazz. <laughs> a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Uh, razzle-dazzle. <laughs> that's, that's what we call them in Coventry. Can I have a razzle-dazzle? <laughs> oh, I love those are razzle-dazzle. Uh, so anyway, when I said you could opt out of just revisiting everything that he probably knows about uh, London anyway, then all of that could just be repeated, but we get an Airbnb in Glasgow. Okay. I know it's <laughs> a nine-hour, a nine-hour car drive. No, later. I just have him meet me there. Yeah. Start okay. of the weekend. Look, Tom. Where, like he's saying, where are we going? Yeah. I just give him an address in Glasgow. So you could do a seamless transition to Glasgow. Yeah. He leaves on Thursday night. Arrives Friday night. I don't know. 
whatever. But yeah, just do that, and I'll use my limited knowledge of Glasgow to now you see I'm what I think you've done. Epitome here. of Scottishness. What I think you've done here is you've described my kind of standard you, weekend. Yeah, but I think you've you've overloaded it with beer. Because I think you're making... And underloaded it with activities. Yeah, underloaded it with activities. Overloaded it with beer and lager tops. Because um, I don't think he's that much... A, I don't think he's as much of a lad as you think he is. Well, look, we'll go for a five, guys. <laughs> what does that... How, how does that make a... Well, one of one, the, b- one, one burger of, one, one of the tips the scales. One one of the uh, check ins to a pub would just be a burger place instead, and he loves yeah. the Five Guys apparently. So. Yeah. I think you'd be better off transplanting all of the pub times with tours of burger places. I mean, I could do that as yeah. well. I think. I think. I mean, I don't know him, but I'm going to say that I reckon if you said. Are you up for getting, bur- getting food comatose? One day, 19 burgers. One day, 19 burgers. In? Burger coma. I think he'd be more up for that than... Burgoma. Uh, yeah. And then having a burger top. Because <laughs> 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 you're still nursing the yes- yesterday's burger hangover. So you're uh, having a burger top. You need a little razzle-dazzle. A little razzle-dazzle. Burger with less bread. Because that's what's really filling you up on a burger, isn't it? Is the bread. But then is it a burger? Well, yeah, it's a burger top. <laughs> <laughs> burger top suggests like... Okay, yeah, so you take out the bread. What do you put on top instead? Hash brown. No, there's still carbs. Perfect. A bit more lettuce. <laughs> In fact, if you put hash brown on top of a burger, then you'd be uh, circumventing KFC's trademark to the uh, Tower Burger. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, look, I, I mean, I think I think you're making a massive risk. I think you're making a risk. You're making. <laughs> yeah, You've got to make a risk. Yeah, I think you're making a massive risk there. Uh, not sure he's going to enjoy it. Uh, I certainly wouldn't enjoy it. Well, so. the thing the thing is, Ollie, you've invited him down to do fucking manual labour at your house. He's basically doing community service. <laughs> <laughs> So so he's like he's accidentally wellied somebody in the head on a night out and it's like right look we could put you in jail but we're just gonna give you a harsh fine and then send you down to the local dim person's house. Yeah. Look, <laughs> You're gonna do his garden. Do some community service, spend some time with him, he just needs friends. Uh, and fix his garden a for haircut. him. Yeah. Take little Ollie down to the hairdressers. <laughs> to the hairdressers slash Ollie, Ollie, this is a doggy. You <laughs> like the doggy, don't you? <laughs> Should okay. we go walkies with the doggy? <laughs> Dog will be taking you for a walk. So uh, anyway, that was uh, that was that then. Life scores. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Okay, I came on a commuter train that didn't even have a pull down table. Who, do, who are you travelling by? Who, who do you travel <laughs> by? <laughs> yeah, London, London Midlands was it? Uh, yes, London Midland. And they didn't have a pull-down table. They didn't even have a pull-down table. And they had those uh, commuter train um, things that have three seats in a row as well. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were facing someone as well? 
Uh, no, I wasn't in one of those, but you just know that people are ram-packed in there because they're trying to maximise the space. Anyway, that was bullshit. Um, but the guy on the train had good banter. The um, uh, warden, or whatever you call him, uh, over the tannoy, yeah. the public address system, yeah. was saying, hey, listen, it's busy. You might have to sit next to somebody. Mm. But hey, don't worry, they're another human being as well. You can chat to them. Okay. And if you don't want to, put your headphones in and look at your smartphone or That's other good. device. We need people like that in the cinemas. And if not, Tell it how it is. just pretend you're asleep. And then people will kind of give a laugh to all this sort of nonsense, <clears throat> yeah. which is good. But um, it eased off all the stress, right? Not all of it. <laughs> Guy next to me was weird. Yeah. Uh, no, it was fine. Um, overall, pretty good. We've actually finally met for a weekend to do some work slash research um, so that is a glowing positive in an overall sea of uh, disappointment and failure Yeah. Um, so that's a, a, a big plus um, uh, this week I bought a baby blue suit alright okay uh, why to go with a ruffled pink shirt um, in a very sort of uh, 50s 60s this sort for? of attire I'm going to go to a friend's wedding in Miami yes now you said you were going in a kilt no I'm taking both and I will decide on site how much did the blue suit cost you 70 quid which is quite good Although yeah it's a, I suppose it's, a, it's an ex-rental but uh, it's good yeah. it's embroidered looks good it is polyester though so right. in the sun there's I a lot could, of sweat could be a lot of sweat going on uh but it's good. Uh, one other positive there. before I move on to films that I've been watching. Um, oh, I know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's the long-awaited verdict of The Void. Right, well, I will get to that. Okay. And unfortunately, it will not bring a conclusion to that discussion. You haven't finished it? No. So, I've sorted out all of my family's birthdays. Right. Okay. No, so to to some people that might sound like this guy is a total prick. How could he not know? But I have three sisters, a mum and a dad, and I have She's joking. And I <laughs> and I have uh, five nieces and nephews. Remembering yeah. all of the various different birthdays is tricky. But this week I've sorted it out and I've got a week and two week reminder on my phone yeah. for all of them. So I'm not missing any of them and I'm always delivering the goods on the present front for the little kids. So that's a big life admin nice. one. Okay. Uh, I've sorted that out. Right, so the films that I've seen, uh, I went to the cinema and saw... So Alien Covenant has kind of had a monopoly on my... Yeah, um, time at the cinema. Yeah, yeah time at the cinema recently because I went twice. But... Doubled down. In view of the fact that I have to write some sort of film of the month uh, thing... I yeah. didn't want to leave myself in a position where I have to choose something as bad as the Belko experiment as a winner. Yeah. So, uh, I saw The Red Turtle, which is uh, a Belgian and Studio Ghibli sort of co-production sort of thing okay. by a director called Mikael Dudok de Witt. Okay. No, that's probably a bad mispronunciation. Yeah. Uh, a th- bit like our mispronunciation of Gal Gadot. Piss off. No one's calling her that, apart from herself. Probably. Yeah, she is. She was on uh, the, the, the Jimmy Kimmel show. <laughs> Loose women. <laughs> no, she was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he was like, ha, 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 how do you say your name? Is it Gal Gadot? And she said, 
Yeah, pretty much, but it's more like Gal Gadot. So, there we go. She's we probably mispronouncing her own family's name. Right, sure. I but, assume. But that's that's how it is, so you're going to have to go with it. No, because I'm just going to call her Gal Gadot. No, you're not. You're going to have to go with what she says, right? What she says doesn't necessarily go. You're sexist. And, uh, you know, Why? Because I think that I could call like Jim Carrey Jim Carrey if I want to. <laughs> Still be sexist. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> uh, right, so I saw the red turtle. Now, it's um, very poetic and it's done in a way where like basically there are no regionalised linguistic things that you need to like yeah. they're basically just sounds do you know what, what what what's it about I mean have you got an official synopsis I mean you, I don't know what anything about this film you know nothing nope correct just give me an uh, I mean an official synopsis would suffice I don't have an official one but I have Ian's synopsis <laughs> okay. it's Ian's synopsis um, imagine Castaway yeah but replace Wilson with uh, Turtle yeah. And have Wilson metamorphosize into a man's imagination about his future life. Okay. Which includes a wife and child. Right. A wife. A, like a, a life wife partner. slash child. I mean, they didn't have a ceremony. Right. Or I think he just kind of <clears throat> got his freak on with her. Okay. Um, so a large part of it is probably played out in the character's mind because yeah. he's managed to turn a turtle into something that it wasn't. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, uh I thought it was like really poetic and I can understand why some people had a reading of it kind of thinking like, wow, this is really... Wow. I can, I can quite understand that lots of people have watched it and thought that was really deeply affecting and really good. For some reason, it just didn't really massively connect with me. Like it was animated beautifully, looked amazing. Uh, but you, you've gone on, been on record saying you hate turtles, so... What? <laughs> I mean, it's just your hatred towards all sorts of shelp creatures is your problem. I don't like shellfish that much. That's probably why I but, didn't like But it. that's to eat. Ah. So, I mean, if I don't eat shellfish, then I'm not going to be eating any turtles soon. So yeah, they can just true. enjoy themselves. Yeah. I like turtles. <laughs> Some of my best friends are turtles. Can I shock you? <laughs> uh, right. And then I also saw, saw uh, The Other Side of Hope. Okay. Not heard of it. No. Okay, so that's an Aki Kurosaki film, which uh, I knew nothing about the director, but as I started watching it, I was thinking, like, visually, the way that this looks is like if I made a film in the style of my Instagram pictures. Right, okay. Uh, which is good. So, average amount of technical skill. 510 <laughs> likes, don't lie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it had a great look to it. I think it failed on a number of fronts to cap- capture the audience's attention and on the laughs. It was supposed to be a very dry comedy. Um, Do you want the official synopsis? Go on. The official synopsis! A poker-playing restaurateur... Restaurateur. Well, it says restaurateur here. Well, that can't be the official synopsis. (laughs) The unofficial synopsis. The official synopsis plus telepose. Yeah. A poker-playing restaurateur and former travelling salesman befriends a group of refugees newly arrived to Finland. Mm -hmm. Is that that about right? It's about right, yeah. Okay, cool. So it deals with uh, the topics of immigration, uh, racism, 
um, behind the scenes uh, weird dodgy businessman activities okay. uh, it has lots of funny bits and lots of sort of uh, uh, observational comedy about you know the way that people can be awkward in situations yeah. it's very awkward in a variety of different ways yeah. and it's quite dry okay. uh, towards the end of it I started laughing a lot more I would say that's probably a 7 out of 10 actually okay. it started anticipation was low yeah Midway through, I was thinking, this is not for me. And then by the end, I thought, actually, this is pretty good. This is for me. This is for me. And what about now? Uh, Now, in retrospect, I think, actually, if I rewatched it, I'd find it funnier. Wow. Wow, okay. um, I'm not saying it's film of the year. By a long shot. Yeah. (laughs) I've just put the Christopher Walken wow just before (laughs) that. (laughs) I'm not saying it's film of the year. Wow. No, just when you said, if I watched it again, I'd find it funnier. Wow! <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so good. at home, I have watched The Void, at least part of. Now, why, why have you watched it all? Because, now, I'm going to mention two other films to, uh, tonight okay. on this podcast that are Tom Hardy films. Okay. And I've written a note next to both of them in brackets saying, fell asleep. Okay. Now, that's because... I think this is more, more a problem with your nutritional balance and lifestyle than... Po- the- possibly, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it has something to do with the fact that I'm sleeping in uh, the same... <laughs> You're burning the candle at four ends. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a lighter, two lighters, and you're just running them up and down the sides. Yeah. No, it's because my TV's in my room, and if I put a film on late at night, I'm already in, in bed. bed. Yeah. The, the call of nature summons <laughs> me into the deep sleep. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what I would say is, for the two films that I'll mention later that are Tom Hardy ones that I fell asleep to... It's because I find them boring and long-winded. Whereas with The Void, I fall asleep because of actual fatigue right. at this point. Now, it might be I get to a point where it's actual boredom yeah. that's making me fall but asleep. so far... But so far, now I think I'm about halfway through. I'd say after about seven to are eight Are you minutes, looking for my opinion? Or? I am, no, but I would say after about ten minutes, I've made my mind up. Okay, well, you're wrong, dead wrong. No, okay, I think visually it looks pretty cool, but, and here's the big but, I don't think the acting's been great. <laughs> okay, certainly, yeah. So far, the acting's not been... Ian's big but. <laughs> the thing is, it, it feels a little bit to me like if you and I said, right, we should try and make the thing. Yeah. We're definitely going to do the practical effects for the thing. Yeah. We're doing it, <laughs> yeah. and when people see it, they'll and, get it, and they'll and know that we're Ian, doing the Ian, thing. we can't... You know, we haven't got the technical expertise. And I'm like, Ollie, we're fucking doing it. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what's come out here is yeah. that the visual effects for it looked very sloppy and shitty because I think a lot of it looks very crisp. Like the uh, people in the KKK type hooded suits with the triangles yeah. on them, they look very crisp and like iconically, like they have a look and everything else is shot in a very crisp way. Yeah. So when you throw in cutaway scenes to whatever this uh, monster is, yeah. when it looks quite as dodgy as it does, it's kind of a stark contrast. You go like, fucking hell, that's a rubbery mess. Sorry, just I'm, I'm just very... Aware that no one necessarily knows what this is. The official synopsis is needed. <laughs> Let's go with the official synopsis. The official synopsis! Shortly after delivering a patient to an understaffed hospital... A police officer experiences strange, 
and violent occurrences seemingly linked to a group of mysterious hooded figures. Lovecraft, etc. Does it actually say Lovecraft, etc.? Oh, I've added that. <laughs> now, so carry on. Now, your understanding of how official synopsises work, or synopsis no. work, suggests <laughs> that you don't know how to write. Because somebody no, writing Lovecraft, etc. at the end. It's just off IMDb. When I, when I say official synopsis, it's off IMDb. Uh, official. So, anyway, carry on. That's as far as I've gotten. I'll give the full report on the... Tom What's your predicted score? <laughs> predicted score. Pre- Ian's predicted score. Three! Um, <laughs> You've already, I'll have to take your first answer. No, I think it's probably like a five. I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to be wowed. Wow. Because there's seem, seemingly some sort of hype around this film, and I don't know why. I don't know why. And I think maybe it's just because somebody has got good graphic design skills and managed to make the front cover of it look a bit like that's, Stranger Things. That's what I think. I think there's. I think someone's just really smashed the DVD box art right out of the park. <laughs> smashed the back doors off the <laughs> yeah. cover art. Uh, that's it for my week. So I would say my life score is a zesty eight. Someone says here, review of The Void on Amazon. One star, avoid. Avoid this piece of crap at all costs. Absolute uh, fucking rubbish. Avoid. It's yeah. actually called the void. Oh, okay. So anyway, that was a joke. Yeah. So uh, what was that, Ian? Did you say what? What's my my life score? It's an eight point five slash nine. <laughs> Don't want a dick. Okay. No, it is it's an eight eight point five. Um, so it's been half term week. The kids have been down. We've been having great times. We've been going swimming. We've been playing tennis. We've been going to the park. We've been cooking. We've been tennis with children. Yeah. How's that work? Difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. I remember playing tennis with my dad at Centre Parks. And was he getting annoyed with you because you couldn't hit the ball back? It's a lot of court to cover when you're eleven. Well, we had a child's court, so this is a smaller area. But now, here's the problem. Here, here, here's the rub on that one. Uh-huh. Here's the chub on the... Here's the, chub, here's the rub on the child's court. Yeah, here's, here's the rub on the child's court. So, as an adult, you hit the ball back at a certain pace, and it's hard... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely thundered in a tennis ball off Eric's feet. And he's like, Dad, don't do that! And you're just checking out the miles per hour meter saying so, 102. It was just Rosie and I because one of the uh, things we didn't. So we have, we have a little bit of time with. I have a little bit of time, Rosie. A little bit of time with Eric. Eric wanted to go swimming. Rosie wanted to do tennis. So cool. It was just Rosie. You can only re- realistically hit the ball back at a certain speed. Uh-huh. So trying to, it's hard to try and not hit it back hard on a small court, and it was really frustratingly difficult. So in the end. I was just kind of throwing the ball into certain areas to have different types of shots, like high ones, low ones, and stuff like that. So that kind of worked in the end. But I couldn't, I actually couldn't hit the ball back soft enough to not just ruin the game completely. So, uh, big Hardman. Yeah, Big Hardman. Watched a few films. We watched uh, All of Us Together, Mandy, uh, Rosie, and I watched Interstellar. Interstellar. 
it's gone up in my estimations again. Okay. Uh, I think I think it's for a second time. I think it may even be in my top ten now. Wow! You said top fifteen the other day. I, I think it's gone even further. You don't even know what your top fifteen is. It would definitely have Interstellar in there. Okay. It's just everything about that film. I just I love the music. Is is probably delightful. I think it's. I think I think the soundtrack to that film is probably now my favorite favorite film. You know who did that? Hans Zimmer. Thought so. I, I think that's now my favorite soundtrack. It's just so good. Wow. The last forty minutes of that film are amazing. Wow. Tears. I love the whole thing. Tears. Much tears. Uh, I just think it's brilliant. I think. I think. Wow. It's yeah. I, I really do. I just think it's absolutely amazing. Wow. Um, Oh, I can't wait to watch it again. Wow! Uh, <laughs> uh, so, also, I haven't written my Guys on Film Film of the Month thing yet. I'm about halfway through. Because I was waiting to see Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Which I was going to the cinema today with the children, uh-huh. uh, both of them together, uh-huh. to go and see Wonder Woman. But at the last minute, when we were looking at the cinema listings and about to purchase the tickets... They decided they wanted to go and see something different. What? Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, for fuck's sake. The Long Haul. I've heard that it is absolute garbage. Um, now... Because I heard that also the like the first couple in that series were kind of okay. Well, I don't know. I've not seen any of them. Oh, man. It was basically, it was basically like a really tame National Lampoon's holiday vacation style film. Where nothing too bad happened. There was a couple of sick vomit jokes, I suppose, and wedgies. Uh, we- yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, look, it was it was fine. The kids enjoyed it, but putting eggs in someone's shoes. <laughs> well, the, you know, ones. you know the bit in Dom and Dumber where it's not Jim Carrey, it's Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. He's weeing in. No, who wees in the bottle? In the uh, anyway, so one of them's weeing in a bottle mm-hmm. in the in the car, and the police pull them over. They basically rip that joke off completely, where a child needs a wee in a car, and he starts filling up a bottle with wee, and then he and then that bottle's filling up too much, so he needs another bottle, and it's just like, oh come on, we've seen that before. So they they ripped off quite a few, they ripped off quite a few jokes. Um, so, but basically, what I'm going to say is, I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I'm going to go and see it soon, so it may be a little bit longer until I have mine ready. Should have really posted it today. No, we don't, because the point is we've, we've got to make sure we're making the right decision. Sure. We also need a constant flow of content to the website. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so anyway, my live score, eight and a half, had a great week. Instella, amazing. Instella. Interstellar is amazing. But uh, when you were having a number three in your upstairs bathroom, you were watching <laughs> Instella. <laughs> yeah, not so good. Uh, so there we go. Did really they swallow an encyclopedia? I hope that information wasn't false. Okay, it's time to deep dive on Tom Hardy. Talk to me, Ollie. We're in. Are we getting in the. Submersible, or are we we're, are we getting a, a we've London got to get, taxi? No, we've got to get a rehab uh, to a get rehib. a rigid hull inflatable boat. Yeah, because we've got to get out to where the farty submersible is. Ah, okay, so we're jumping in. 
were... People are pursuing us with guns, but they're not shooting the inflatable for some reason. Yeah, like layer cake. Yeah. Um, now, Tom Hardy's not actually in the inflatable with us. He's swimming there at pace he's doing my he's garden. a strong man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're all in the fire submersible. Eventually, he's brought a dog with him. Yeah. And the dog's getting leery and has already shot <laughs> inside the fire submersible. Cameron is livid. But neither of us are willing to say anything because we're intimidated by both Cameron and Hardy. Yeah. And we're looking to Arnie for some support. Who would you be more intimidated by, Cameron or Hardy? Cameron. Really? Yeah. But I have a lot more respect for Cameron, so I'd take it. Why well, don't you see now? I don't know if I do. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. The biggest grossing film in the box office of all time says it all. Okay, fine. Evada. <laughs> I hate that film. Well, I don't, I'm not sure. No, no, I've never watched it. You've never watched it? No, yeah, no. I'll watch it just before I go and see two, three, four, and five at the cinema. Don't need them. You don't need five, certainly. Don't need. You don't need another. You didn't need the first one. Five times got the ego. Go. Five got times hunters, the money. <laughs> We've got Fern Gully, we've got Pocahontas, we're fine. Oh, that's all he uh, spouting off the, um, the, uh, the, the meme of, the meme. Uh, oh, somebody realised they're the same story. Yeah, okay, anyway, I, so... I think I, I think I probably had that opinion a while ago. So anyway... Uh, I've had that opinion. Right, so we're in a farty submersible talking about Tom Hardy. He was born Edward... Correct! <laughs> yeah, he was born Edward Thomas Hardy, so he's not even Tom Hardy. So, now, so we're going for Tom Month. And we've managed to choose someone who isn't even a Tom. He's an He's honorary Edward. Tom. So now we're going to have to change it to Edward Month. Welcome to Edward Month. It's Tom Month with Edward Week. <laughs> Tom slash Edward. So, uh, so Tom, Edward Thomas Hardy, and he was born on September the 15th, 1977. Age 39. Only three years older than me. Three years older than you? Yeah. It's weird because he seems a lot younger than you. You're happy with that, aren't you? So he was born in, in Hammersmith. Sure. Uh, which is a borough of London. Home to the Apollo. We Also, uh, Iron Maiden have got a, a live album made in a, like a Hammersmith. I, f- I feel like that's the second most famous Hammersmith album. I think No Sleep Till Hammersmith by Motorhead is the top yeah. Hammersmith okay. album, really. So you can take your Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. shove it up. It's not, it's not even their, their most famous... Uh, Live album, anyway. Yeah, because they've just done thousands of albums. Yeah, thousands of live albums. Uh, so, do you want to know what some of um, Edward Hardy or Thomas Hardy's trademarks are? This well, is going from IMDb, by the way. Right, that's fine. Get onto those in just one second. I will say a trademark that is related somewhat to your haircut chat earlier on. <laughs> okay. Is that looking on his IMDb right now? There's a picture of him with a very tightly shorn haircut, slightly heavier on top than the sides. Not very well done, I'd say. It looks like a bit of a mess, but it also looks like he has this, what I would think is an intentionally shaved line up the front of his head. And I think that's to make it look like he's had a mad, like, knife fight to make him look like a hardman. I think he has, probably. Has he? He's probably just whacked his head on something. We've seen him. We've seen him do a casting call for Star Trek Nemesis, where he looks like a little girl. So people can't have scars after a certain age. Since he became a hard man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's probably been in way more danger since those days. So I'd say. I think he's probably in more danger then. 
Look, what we'll do is we'll find some more photos of, of Tom Hardy from 2017. And we'll see if we can verify whether the, what's Ver- happening with this. Verify. Story. But in the meantime, I'm going to go for some trademarks. And you can... I know you're kind of looking at pictures now. Yeah. And letting out gas. <laughs> so some of his trademarks. Deep, raspy voice. In some cases, I think it's put on. I think it's put on. Because some of the interviews that we've just watched earlier... I'm quite taken aback by how not well spoken he is because you know anybody I guess could be well spoken I certainly can't but uh, I like how you said I certainly can't I certainly can't but he's he's very well spoken more well spoken than I thought he'd be I thought he'd be a bit of a, a geezer lad but he's not he's, he's incredibly well spoken I uh, think it's a real scar I've just done some investigation. Okay. But, uh, yes, you're right. Now, I think the deep voice thing, I think he just fluctuates between different roles and just goes from one thing to another thing. Um, He can sound high-pitched and posh if he wants to, like in Layer Cake or various others. He can also sound very... Like, he's got a register that is... Hard to hear sometimes. Hard to hear sometimes. There's Bane... Yeah. There's also um, one of the two brothers, I forget which, in, in Legend. And Warrior as well. Yeah. So Bane is... Yeah. I'm Bane! Now that's is, a real weird one because... It's a, it actually goes very high and low. So going, just staying on this for a moment. Do you, rem- do you remember the furor over the, the initial trailer? Yeah, because you couldn't understand a word he was saying. Yeah, you couldn't understand a word he was saying. Now that's that's a real that's weird. That's what I just said. Sorry, what did you say? I couldn't understand, you understand the word. What I was saying. <laughs> uh, so that that was a real a real mad one at the time because if you if you listen to someone who has very similar vocal processing, like um, Dave Mustaine. No, um, your man from from Uncle. The Force Awakens. What's his name? Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. What's, but what's the Ren? Kylo Ren. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. he's got a very sort of similar voice. It's quite. It's quite inside the spoken, mask. Inside the mask. Um, but you can hear it. You can hear it perfectly fine. Yeah. But I think, I think what happened eventually is that they overdid the clarity of it for the final film. So it kind of ended up like Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon end up parodying this quite a lot in, uh, in the trip. And I think the only reason why it's that's happened is because they've undone they've, it. They've undone it so far that it's it's that audible that it, it kind of ends up sounding a little bit too a little bit too ridiculous. Whereas they probably needed to only only do it by twenty percent. I actually felt like when I went to see the film, which is like almost three hours and I remember desperately needing a piss towards the end of it. And I went to see it with a number of people from our ex-company, actually. Well, my ex-company, your company. current company. Um, but, yeah, I remember finding it quite hard to understand even when I was there. Right. But sure, uh, it's funny. He's very low register and legend as well, with one of the two brothers. Right. Very, like... But would that be how the one of the brothers actually actually spoke though I mean I, I don't know I don't know me neither so must oh, m- you think darkness is your ally you marry a dot in the dark sorry what are you saying I'm finding you I'm finding you very hard to understand there um, I was born in it 
So, uh, another trademark, muscular physique. Sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes. But I'd say most since since Bronson. Brosnan. Since Bronson. Bronson. Uh, I mean, that was the first time I'd ever seen uh, Tom Hardy. So, since Bron- Bronson, I'd say it's more likely that he's going to have a muscular physique. Correct. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there's been any films since Bronson where he's he's dipped below. He, he certainly hasn't done a, a Christian Bale in The Machinist and, and lost it all. No, but he goes up and down and up and down and he packed on 30 extra pounds for The Dark Knight Rises as being. Yeah, which Bang! is the biggest he's ever been, isn't it? Like, we, he was, it was a little Sorry bit... the biggest you've ever been. <laughs> he was a little bit smaller in, in Mad Max. It's the biggest he's ever been. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so muscular physique. Um, it says here, extreme changes of physical appearance. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes he looks like Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. Like when he was in uh, <laughs> Liar Liar. <laughs> right. Uh, and it says full lips and blue green eyes. I don't think blue green eyes are a trademark. That's just vague. <laughs> that's, just, that's just who you are. That's just hard to work you can't, out. You can't trademark that. <laughs> you're not, sorry, Tom, you're not, you're not going to get the trademark on the blue green eyes. Sure. So uh, he made his screen debut, Did You Know? And this links up to Tom Hanks. Thanks. In the Second World War television miniseries, of which you soured the end of last week's podcast with your big opinion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a band of brothers. So he was in that as Private John Janovic. Do you debate me on my big opinion? You agreed with it last week. I, I agreed to end the podcast. He didn't. He said, "I, I, yeah." I in a way, in a way, I, I, I've yeah. right. Well, stop bringing up bullshit. So, uh, and after he was cast in that role, he dropped out of of uh, his studies at the Drama Centre in London because I guess he'd probably made it, so he didn't really need to study it anymore. I mean, why would you carry on studying drama if you were already in a Steven Spielberg slash Tom Hanks production? I mean, your CV's done, isn't it? In a way. I mean, you haven't got Minotaur on it yet, but you've, you know. I feel like you have been making games for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. You can certainly do with going back to school. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say that's true. Sure. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's your favourite Tom Hardy movie? Well, now this is a really difficult... <laughs> Sound of a click as he looks up by MDB. <laughs> no. Well, so I've got two. I've okay, got two. Go on. Okay, so... I've got two as well. Okay, so movie, I know you're going to... You're going to sigh, but Warrior. Fine. E- fine. Okay, Warrior. You know me. Your description of Warrior will probably be killer. Well, do you want the official synopsis? No. The official synopsis. The youngest son of an alcoholic former boxer returns home, where he's trained by his father for competition in a mixed martial arts tournament. A path that puts the fighter on a collision course with his estranged older brother from the army. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I, I just I really like that film. I love these sports dramas where they're not even sports you just like 
fighting films. Fighting films where they're... Apart from Eddie the Eagle, you just love fighting films. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I don't know. Uh, but where they're... She is well punching that guy. Yeah. Is it real? Uh, but it's basically hit rock bottom, lots of hardships. <laughs> but I really like that film. I like him in it. And it could have been... I mean, look at the look at the look at the poster for crying out loud. Well, the and it's a bad poster. The audience, it's a bad font. Yeah, it's a bad font. It's also a bad picture. Describe of, uh, describe the poster. Okay, it's grayscale. The word warrior is in a uh, thick Ariel or Helvetica style uh, typeface with a with a kind of metal. It's a gunmetal gray, and it is. Uh, you read it from top to bottom. It is the W being at the top, the R being at the bottom. On the left-hand side, you've got Tom Hardy. On the right-hand side, you've got Joel Edgerton. Hardy is covered in tattoos. Edgerton is squeaky clean. Yeah. Um, and Tom Hardy doesn't look an awful lot like Tom Hardy at all. I think it's the gum shield in his mouth and his yeah. haircut. Yeah. But he doesn't look like him. He looks like a weird sort of 90s poster boy sort of guy. But it's, a, it's an action drama sport. Dra- a dramedy uh, and I really like it and it could have been pretty terrible I think it, it could have been pretty rubbish but I bloody loved it I think going back to our very first episode Wrestlers uh, yeah. that also stars Kurt Angle as one of the guys who gets beaten by uh-huh. one of them yeah uh, I, I, I really your Olympic hero Kurt Angle it's true it's true yeah. okay so your favourite is Warrior, Warrior but What's my actual favourite Tom Hardy performance of all time. Right, so it's not it's actually, that then. It's actually a TV TV miniseries. Right, this is not the guys on TV miniseries podcast. I know, but it needs to be said because I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's Martina Cole's The Take. Okay, I've never seen it. It's incredible. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and I think in this one, uh, Tom Hardy's character, so I'm just going to Read this is the official synopsis. So, based upon the novel by Martina Cole, this TV, who by the way, is probably not very good. I don't know. No, I think so. My mum, I think, reads Martina Cole. Okay, and but I that, think, that I think you're tr- are you trying to say that like a, a bad thing? No, my mum can read whatever she wants to read, but it is one of those pulp novel. Why is it, why is it sexist? <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, like Dan Brown or any other, like, uh, it's like. Times bestseller, airport. whatever. Yeah, it's an airport book with like it's sort of pulp novelly. Okay, okay. So it's based upon a, a novel by Martina Cole. This TV series is mostly about Freddie Jackson, portrayed by Tom Hardy, Tardy. who is just out of prison. He has the right connections, and now he's ready to use them. So basically, what I'm just saying is he's he's just completely horrible in it. He's unhinged, nasty bastard. It's just brilliant. He's amazing in it. And I'd say, this is my big statement. Wow. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I finished watching it, I was like, his performance as this guy is so evil, nasty, horrible. It's up there with the best of the bad guys, like your, your Hannibal Lecter's as just a completely horrible C-nut. Uh, so, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Uh, he's just brilliant so seek that one out watch it it's amazing he's amazing in it it's my favourite Tom Hardy performance by a million miles he's giving you a hardy on he's giving me a hardy on so you can ask me mine I'm going to ask you yours 
Well, I think the best movie, the best couple of movies that he's been in are Locke and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Right, okay. Right, now, not necessarily his best performances, but I think Locke is his best performance because there's so much... Of him? Uh, yeah, it's all him and there's only so much you can do in a confined space and the phone calls, like, he's all, he's playing all of it out on his face. Now, that wasn't as good as I expected it to be, but I still think, like, 90 minutes or so of just you keeping yeah. everyone's attention is pretty impressive. Yeah. That's not necessarily, like... I think probably, probably the best film that he is in is maybe Legend or uh, The Revenant. Okay, so here's my thing on, on Legend, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I haven't seen it, and I haven't seen it for a reason. Um, I was just put off by the fact that he's playing both guys. I know that sounds ridiculous because they're twins, mm-hmm. but I, I just couldn't I couldn't get over it. You prefer the Martin and Gary Kemp version? I guess so. You know, you've had John claude Van Damme, Jackie Chan, Arnie... And probably a few other people doing. Well, we've just watched uh, Alien Covenant, where yeah, where Fastbender, Fastbender. a Fastbender. Well, that feels a little bit kiss. But that feels a little bit more like feasible because one is, well, they're they're, they're robots, aren't they? So right. So, but, but what's not feasible about him playing? Uh, well, because it's characters? a it's a it's a real. It's two real people, I suppose. Yeah, but he's dressed differently and and is actually acting. I'm not saying he hasn't put the effort. I'm not saying he hasn't put the effort in because he clearly has. So, but I, I, I don't, can't. Uh, your gripe fundamentally doesn't make sense. Like, it just to. just because scientifically there could be clones that are created from like a production line. Yeah. Means that an actor can play both roles. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because the actor's got nothing to do with the character in terms of the lore of the story whereas in Legend he's playing both characters he looks different he might be the same actor but he's playing two completely separate parts I don't know there was just there was just something something about it that put me off over the technique whether I didn't think it it merged well enough I I don't know you should watch it although the only thing is uh, overall I feel like it sort of glorifies to Grace when actually they're kind of bastards and it's it's called your words, your words, not mine. You live in London. Legend, right? And yeah. like, oh fucking hell, they're well great. Yeah. When actually, like, even from the film itself, you can tell that they're doing some pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably hang out with them and <laughs> take them to nineteen burgers. To tell them, like, look, lads, fucking sound one. I'll, I'll be your mate if you want. Yeah. No worries. You are legends. Uh, in, my, in my eyes, you're legends. Yeah, like if I hung out with them, I'd just kind of kowtow to whatever they were on about. But, you know, objectively from afar, can sort of not necessarily go along with it. Shouldn't be glorifying that sort of stuff. Glorifying. Glorifying. <laughs> All right, what's uh, his best look? You know what? I think I think Mad Max is good. Mad Max? Yeah. His best not, look. Not Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad, Mad Max, yeah. <laughs> I just got Mad Max. <laughs> how many Mad? How many Max you got? Mad Max. Max. Uh, no, I thought I thought he looked really good in that. You know, shit. Gibson was a hard act to follow, but I think follow it, he did. Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah. Was that what, was, a, what was his look in that? Leather and kind of sort of leather and leather dirty, and lace fantasy. Dust, just dust and dirt and. 
But and that's being, not really his look. He just looked like Tom Hardy in like clothes in a desert. And he was. What he I'm was talking about is like dirty. a look, as in transformation, or I don't know. But that I mean that's the one that just instantly. You you just basically what you're picking out is the fact that he was grubby and dirty. Grubby and dirty, yeah. I mean, he was grubby and dirty in The Revenant as well. He had quite fairly sort of long hair. Yeah, he had long oh, hair also and quite a big beard. Lawless as well. I thought his, his looking lawless was quite good. Yeah, cutthroat. Cutthroat, yes. And he survived it. Yeah. How the fuck? That was a good film. Because he's so hard. It's a good film. It was he's Tom Hardy. I'd say that was that's that's maybe a bit a bit of an underrated one. Though. I'd say add to your watch list. So lawless. Plus, uh, Child 44 are the two that I fell asleep to because I was not interested. Really? Yeah. Not interested. Okay, not interested. Um, I feel like I might revisit Lawless just on your side. So, and also because it. Shia LaBeouf is in that. So he was good? He looked good in it. I just kind of got bored of the story. Uh, my favourite look is probably The Revenant. Okay. Or Legend. Because the massive double-breasted pinstripe suits look cool right um, and he looks like a dapper lad um, but also the beard and facial hair in uh, The Revenant is pretty good so just going back quickly going back to I'm slowly trying to transform my facial hair into his so big moustache and goatee I've noticed that it's less groomed than normal and it's and it's lighter it's going to be lighter up here yes yeah. it's, it's only less groomed there it just needs to tidy up yeah, okay. Um, and just going back to Mad Max, what's your opinion on the uh, black, white and chrome version of the film? Interested? I mean, I'd watch it, but... I'd See, now, my... What, what am I getting from that experience that's different? Well, exactly. My my concern, and I've, I watched the trailer, and I wasn't 100% sold. I don't think it... Basically, it's such a... a Who's the executive producer? Ian Smith. It's such a colourful film. It's Mm -hmm. colour-laden. So there's so many bits where... Well, it's just orange and black. No, it really isn't. There's bits, you know, that like... Orange, blue and black. Well, that's fine. But it is... It's a really colourful film. It's a, and, and they make really good use of colour in that film as well like the flares going into the sky and mm-hmm. lots of the explosions a lot of flourishes on the clothes and stuff like that yeah. and I think you actually miss a lot of that in the, in the black and white have you watched it? I've, I watched the trailer and, I, and, and my initial thought was actually that looked better in colour sure uh, it's interesting wow it, it looks good and the, and the job that they've done on it looks fine but ultimately Maybe it's the wrong film. I'd to do. be interested to know why. What, with such a colourful film as well. Idea? With, with such a colourful film, that's that's my only. That's but my I think only I think when it's so colourful and uh, what's the word? Contrasty. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the word you were looking for. Well, it's kind of, you know it, it describes the same thing. I mean, vivid. Yeah. Right. It's very vivid. Check out you. Right. Yeah. And when it's as vivid as that, I think it lends itself to still being able to pop when it is in black and white. Yeah. Right? So, like, okay. the highlights and the tones will all still pop because it was al- already vivid anyway. Yeah. So, hey, I can logically see where they're going, but I just wonder what was the conversation when they said, you know what, we're going to bloody re-release this in black and white. Yeah. Like, what, what's, what's the big sell? Why would somebody go, oh, fuck, I've seen that, I liked it, I'm going to... 
I'm going to cough up and go see it again in black and white. I was almost up for it, but I think... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was almost up for it, but not I quite. was almost up for it. Okay, uh, today I watched Layer Cake. Okay. Which is a Matthew Vaughn film uh, known for Harry Brown, Kick-Ass. He's not. He didn't do Harry Brown. He was a producer in Harry okay, Brown. Okay, fine. Yeah, fucking twat. Kingsman, I'd say. Yeah, Kingsman. Kick-Ass. He was also a producer in Eddie the Eagle. He's well known for uh, self-funding stuff like Kick-Ass and also there was a whole shenanigans about Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels where they uh, they <coughs> pulled in our next week's Tom yeah, and almost like sort of uh, I don't know, they pulled off a coup in just basically getting him into a press screening and then he was like this is amazing because at this point they'd funded it themselves yeah and then they had no distribution method at all and nobody wanted to pick the film up. They were sending it all over the place yeah. and nobody was picking it up and then they just forced Tom Cruise to watch it. And then it. Tom Cruise was jumping on the cinema seats. Yeah, and he was getting his Scientologist friends to <laughs> cough up the money straight away. So the yeah. bunts hit. <laughs> hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> they, they hit the bank account as fast as you can say. Corrupt, uh, <laughs> <Funding>. <laughs> corrupt cult. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even say that quick, so it, was, it probably took a staggered amount of time. Uh, so anyway, he directed Layer Cake. Now, I always thought Layer Cake looked like a... Can I uh, just give you the official synopsis? Go on. The official synopsis! A successful cocaine dealer gets two tough assignments from his boss on the eve of his planned early retirement. Sounds a bit like Lethal Weapon in, in, in kind of on the opposite shoe. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Uh, also, the logo is written as if it's a uh, registration plate. Yeah. Which is... Lay, lay three, er, lay l- l- four. Yeah, that. No. So, uh, watch that today. It's actually better than I was expecting. I thought it would be like a Guy mm-hmm. Ritchie throw it in the bin sort of thing. Just throw that in the bin, will you? <laughs> Actually, no, it's, it's recycling. Chuck it in the recycling. You you caught the end of it, and out of context, there were lines like, I've seen it anyway. This serb will kill you like you take a piss. Yeah. And I think you were just like, ah, it's one of those fucking. I've seen it. Fucking mate ones. But actually, I think when you follow it along, you have the context of it. Oh, it's okay. Uh, Daniel Craig looks like he's pretty much in training for Bond in this. Yeah. But stuff pretty like. Is he new? Coming round the corner with a gun, uh, trying a gun, holding a gun upwards next to his yeah. face closely, being beaten up by bad guys, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Craig doesn't really suit being a hard man that much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Hardy is a bit marginalised in it. He's billed next to somebody called Tamar Hassan. Yeah. And I well, brought, He's a Danny Dyer one, isn't he? Yeah, it? I was going to say, I brought him up in uh, the Danny Dyer episode... He's like a perennial hard man, like, like ga- London gangster guy, yeah. and I think in this he comes off quite well because amongst various other like big players, uh, he's kind of protected by not having too much to say. Whereas in the Danny Dyer films, it just looks he's like basically he's totally exposed as just a bloke, like yeah. some guy. So it's like if I was to do a podcast on my own, yeah, I'd be fully exposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I am now <laughs> it's like every time we do a podcast I'm over Skype fully exposed every time we do a podcast over Skype I'm fully exposed and hardy yeah. um, I'm just semi 
So, <laughs> raging Sammy. <laughs> Uh, yeah so Tom Hardy's a bit marginalised he's billed at the same place as that guy but obviously now if they remade the film he'd probably like be second top billing or something yeah um, Hardy's a posh university educated chemist nice uh, he does a very proper accent and he's quite he high pitched and also just one final comment it's not Tom Hardy based but Sienna Miller is basically just like arm candy so there's this one scene where, like, he's about to have it off with her based on almost... Who zero, is? Uh, Daniel Craig. This isn't the Daniel Craig episode. Okay, Let's so, get back onto Tom Hardy. So Daniel Craig is about to have it off with her. Yeah. And uh, he's done no groundwork. She's just falling into his arms. She's yeah, but he's a successful cocaine dealer. Yeah, but He's still, been given two assignments on the eve of his early retirement. It's just a male fantasy. And then she goes Certainly off. your male fantasy. <laughs> don't know about your male fantasy I don't want to know about your male fantasy well you've already known about mine it's me and Tom Hardy in the garden smashing up concrete you going upstairs for number three <laughs> yeah <laughs> certainly not downstairs that's ones only watching out the window yeah having a number three uh, I just feel like she just falls all over him and it's just like there's no female character in it that's actually got anything going on yeah uh, anyway I've got one more thing to maybe say uh, I wish you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> I've got some other comments about just like general movies that he's been in and stuff general movies one most thing. decorated one new section for Tom Month okay right? Tom on Tom action okay right oh so, so this is where they've been together no oh okay this is theoretically if one of our Toms was to face off with another one of our Toms. Fight. In a fight of yeah. sorts, of any sort. I think Tom Hardy's going to take them all. I don't know about that. Come on. So, your reasoning. this week, we've got Tom Hardy versus Tom Hanks. Right. Well, I... No. <laughs> Listen! We're going to do it, and then next week we'll have a three-way of Tom what Hardy, era? Is Tom it Philadelphia Hanks. era, Hanks versus Bronson era, Hardy. No contest. Move on. Um... And then next week we'll have Tom Hardy versus Tom Hanks versus Tom Cruise. Okay. And then we'll have a brawl for all. <laughs> Fine. Uh, a little so, bit like a Halloween episode, horror icons, Royal Rumble. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what would you say Tom Hardy's weakest character was? Now, don't go with Star Trek Nemesis because I think he probably had superpowers. His weakest character? Yeah. Pre, pre-bulk. I mean... I mean, looking at it, it's probably going to be uh, this Minotaur film that we've we've hastily looked into. So I'm going. So this is this is Minotaur. I mean, no one's going to know about this, so you probably want me to pick a better one, don't you? I don't Just know. pick your nose. Yeah, I did. Did you get anything out of it? Not really. Um, what would you <laughs> What would you say Tom Hanks's hardest role would be? Tom Hanks is in his heart. Oh, well, it's it's probably that road to perdition, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's a badass. Right. Yeah. Okay, so road to perdition. Uh, Hanks. Hanks versus. Uh, I've got Minotaur I mean, Hardy. But the thing is, nobody knows Minotaur Hardy, do they? Minotaur. As Min- they say. Minotaur Hardy. No, nobody actually. I can edit this so it looks like I've, I've done some research. Weakman. Oh yeah, DB. For sure. I don't think... Tom Hardy wasn't that hard in, in Mad Max. 
Mad Max. He was he wasn't really hard in Mad Max, was he? Get harder, go home. <laughs> I don't know. He's been he's been Wuthering pretty, Heights. I tell you what, I'm gonna say he wasn't that hard in, in Inception. Yeah, he was just like a sort he, of man from Del Monte. Man from Del Monte. I mean he he did that you've got to dream a little bigger, darling, kind of thing and summoned a M thirty two grenade launcher out of nowhere, which was which is in cred scenes. Sure. Uh, so I think, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, um, Inception. Inception Hardy versus Road to Perdition Hanks. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. Who would win? And um, by way of what kind of, um... Well, Inception Eames Hardy. Inception Hardy would win, obviously, because he is going to get him in a dream state. And then he's going to be able to summon any dream weapon he wants. Dream <laughs> weapon. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if they were both not in dream, then maybe maybe Hanks could Tommy gun him down. Okay. Cool. I was going to sing Tommy Gun there, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Films quickly. Your uh, one or few word reviews. Lock. Not seen it. Want to see it. The take. James Gandolfini? Not seen it. I think this it's is, good. This is really going to be really bad, isn't it? Um, I've seen yeah, it. I've I think it's good. Although, although I think the take is his worst American accent. It's quite weak. Okay. Uh, Inception? Brilliant. Him in it? Yeah, really good. When, when I left, when I left uh, watching it, he was he was probably one of the standout things in that film. Wow. Especially that, especially the line of, of uh, you got to dream a little bigger and getting the M32 grenade launcher and you know that that was the standout moment in the film on my first viewing at least okay okay uh, Warrior love it oh, we've mentioned this before Lawless love it we've mentioned this before fell asleep Child 44 not seen it fell asleep Legend not seen it uh, yeah The Revenant fine but I, I side more with, with Pete on the overlong and you know, a bit drawn out. I loved it. Yeah, I know. I no. thought he was good in it. Nine, out, in of, it. nine out of ten. Oh, yeah, he was he was memorably bastardy in that. Yeah. Uh, Taboo, have you seen any of that? Uh, this, that? So he wrote and directed this, right? Yeah, and I think it was all designed so he could take his top off. Correct? <laughs> sure. Verified. Picky Blinders. Yeah, brilliant. Not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think he, he looks to play a very similar character in Peaky Blinders to what he does in Taboo, at least from what I've seen. Or maybe that's just the way it's filmed. He's top off a lot. Mm, no, not as much in Peaky Blinders, okay. I don't think. Mad Max. Yeah, great, really great. Wuthering Heights. Not seen it. Neither have I, it looks terrible. Uh, he has like a long... So- he has hair like yours. Right, okay. He looks like a pirate. Um, he's one of those sort of man blouses on. Um, Band of Brothers. Yeah, brilliant. We've we've discussed this one already. Love it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, you know. You don't agree. remember him. I it? don't agree with all of your. I don't understand why you don't. Your I, thought processes on this. I, I think you've just not thought about it. I get like basically my argument is it just glorifies all of it rather than being. Yeah. Straightforward with I mean, things. People do get blown up really badly. Exactly. And, you know, right, but scrappy. but at least the intent seems to be all in the valor of the country, right? Yeah. Anyway, point point <laughs> okay, point being, 
I think you just don't like that I brought the end of last week's podcast on a downer. Yeah. And actually, you do agree with the point. You're just annoyed that that was a downer. This is a bit of a Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie Downer. Yeah. All right. What's he got coming up soon? Dunkirk. Uh, we have a, yeah, what do you think of Bronson? Uh, I've not seen it. You've not seen it? That is good. I like that one. That's a... I've seen enough of it to know that it's a standout performance. It's a, it's a mad one. It's a weird. It's a weird one. Thanks for the insights. Yeah, um, it's a mad one. Yeah, it's a it's a mad one. Uh, what about look? Just just thoughts on the Dark Knight Rises. We we just need a, a couple of quick thoughts on this one. Overlong. Yeah. Fine. It was fine. It was not as good as the Dark Knight. I've heard you say you do quite like it. I do like it, but uh, I mean, within the scheme of the trilogy, it's not the best one. Sure. There's a little bit of a lingering camera shot of uh, Anne Hathaway's arse as well. It's a little bit Michael Bay for Christopher Nolan, isn't it? Hey, she's getting on her bike. Let's shoot from behind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number three. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. What else? Okay. uh, I was just I was just seeing if there was any great facts about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I've not seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's excellent. Is it? It's good. It's not as good as a book. Uh, and it's a little bit more confusing. I haven't read the book. I've only read uh, Jurassic Park, Lord of the Rings twice, Meg, and <laughs> Dan Brown's The Da Vinci. Megadolon! <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's very good. It's it's It confuses you more than the book does. You're left thinking, what the hell just happened? But anyway, yeah, okay. Can I just, can I just go back to... Um, no. Just to Dark Knight, I, I just got a little fact here that I, I want to read you. He wore high heels, three inch lifts, in order to be as tall or taller than Batman because he's only five foot nine. I think that uh, Bale was about six two or something. No, I mean that's a great fact, and I'm sure we'll be having more facts about massive shoes next week. <laughs> By the way, similarly to my Hulk Hogan facts from last week, the numerical values that I gave to the people's heights there. We're totally off the top of my head. Do you want to do any housekeeping or should we just leave it? No. Okay, so while doing promotional interviews for the film, Tom Hardy stated that the most difficult parts of the movie to shoot were the fight scenes, not because of the physicality of them, but because he was such a huge Batman fan growing up that he said, quote, it felt like I was beating up my childhood hero. So, sure. you know, it was more of a psychological thing. I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. I, I, I saw, think you'd instantly... Be I saw to... that on a video just before we did the podcast yeah. and I don't believe that. Yeah. So, yeah. He's got two films coming up. One is my probably most anticipated film of the year. Venom. No. <laughs> Try again. Minotaur 2. Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk. Well up for it. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. What he, he seems like a, a pilot from the trailer. He seems like he's flying a plane around, trying to avoid being shot down as as pilots in that kind of time would have would have done. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. What do you think? Yeah, I think it looks good. I think the second trailer really makes it look wicked. Let's wait and see. This is like the second film. No, sorry, the third film that he's done with Christopher Nolan. Now, I think the Dark Knight Inception. Dunkirk. Is there another one? No. Has he done another? I mean, no. there was there was a, a shot of the Earth from orbit in Incept, in a, Interstellar, so you could 
potentially say <laughs> he, he would have been on. say I've been in Interstellar. <laughs> We've all been in Interstellar. We've all been in Stellar. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, is that it? Have you done everything? I'm rapidly running out of, of tabs to close. <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you got any Bronson parents' guide? I, I mean... I've, Just one would be good. Yeah, 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 I have. Do you want it? I say good. I mean, I hate it, but... You hate what? People are expecting some parents' guide. You love it. You love it. You're the one, you're the one who laughs. It's the only reason I... Uh, what was I the didn't... joke that you were going to tell that uh, we didn't record and you said, oh, I'll do it again and you'll laugh? I'm just going to start reading. Reading. It says, note, most of this film takes place within a solitary confinement cell inside of a prison. That's true. So like the scenes, So the scenes are mostly dark, making nudity less graphic. Right. Because so darkness that... conceals genitalia. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> standard yeah. um, turn the light off whip the pants off okay it says here this, does they never know what they're getting themselves this, into this scene can be skipped it says a woman in bikini briefs dances for Bronson at a possibly empty club we see her for 10 seconds breasts visible for 7 okay and in the background for 25 more seconds as he watches entranced all of it is in darker lighting. We see her in a sweater revealing a bit of waist as she walks over and sits on Bronson's lap. She kisses him. Later, we hear maybe five of her moans. Maybe Maybe five. we. One of them can't be verified. You, you hear maybe, I don't know, five? <laughs> and see them having sex for two seconds. One, two, that's enough. <laughs> She's on top. We only see a bit of her body and in dark lighting. So, I mean, he's really got the stopwatch out on this one. This guy's been Rapidly. <laughs> yeah. The movie opens with a naked Bronson shadow boxing in a cell. Full frontal nudity is visible. We see Bronson naked in a similar context for altogether maybe four or five scenes. His penis clearly visible in one or two of them. <laughs> I love how it's so precise with the... Uh, with the unsureness of it all. Four or five, one or two. Well, the thing is, he's precise on seconds. Yeah. Imprecise on scenes. 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 Yeah, well... One, two, three, four scenes. I think I recall seeing his penis once or twice, but don't nail me down on that. Nail nail him on it. Yeah, don't nail me on it. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can go to guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact and send us a little note. Uh, Tell us things about things that you'd like us to chat about in the podcast. Tell us about your favourite Tom. What's your favourite Tom movie? What's your favourite Tom Hardy movie? What's your favourite Tom Hardy look? What's your favourite Tom Hardy physique? What's your favourite Tom Hardy incoherent, inaudible line of dialogue? The shadows betray you! Um, yeah, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we're at GOF Podcast. And if you'd like to just. That was, that was uncharacteristically harsh of me, wasn't it? What? Me saying about his incoherent dialogue. Because I don't really think that. I just think in one film or one or two films, he's a little bit mumbly. But not on the whole. 
That was a bit, bit harsh. Certainly not mumbling on your hole. Yeah. So, Tom, if you're listening, and I'm addressing Tom Hardy here, not, not Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks. Don't address Tom Hardy. We'll give you a dressing down. Yeah, I'm sorry. An, that was an uncharac- uncharacteristically harsh of me, so... Yeah, sorry, Tom. If you want to catch up, Still maybe smoke a little bit of uh, crack you- cocaine, then... <laughs> Let's get together. <laughs> uh, so I think the loop is probably struggling to continue to exist now. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email at guysonfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us a private note. A little something, something. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I need an away. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one hour 41. We have an one. Oh, you fuck.